Hello everybody, Brooklyn is here with us. So it's Brooklyn, Amber, and Ian, and she is our guest, right? Yes, ma'am. Okay, I am Ian and, and Amber's daughter, so I'm going to call them mom and dad. Yep, so she's our guest today. So we'll be asking her a l- couple questions and then... Ian and I will be talking ourselves. So it's been a few weeks since we've actually had a podcast. Our last one was on Labor Day, right? Yeah. Yeah. And in the hot tub. And in the hot tub. We're in the hot tub again because Brooklyn wanted to do this in the hot tub. Um, so today, Brooklyn said we're going to, she wants to talk about despair. Yeah. Is that what you said? despair but after Brooklyn leaves Ian and I are actually going to talk about our childhood and we're going to explain both of our childhoods to you to just really understand who we are and where we came from um so with Brooklyn we'll give her like 10 minutes to just be an amazing unicorn over here despair and talk about despair okay Girl. Come occur, come occur, yas queen. Okay. So Brooklyn, tell us how you like South Carolina. It's great. You like it? Yes, but but despair. But despair. No, what is hey. what is the despair? Be serious. You gotta tell be spir- like serious. South Carolina. The, the despair is the despair is in school. I don't have my name on anything. Like, like it tells you like who's in fifth grade, and it doesn't have my name on it. <laughs> I'm in fifth grade. I'm not a ghost. Okay, so it says fifth grade student, but it doesn't say Brooklyn. Yeah, it doesn't say Brooklyn Nelson 5D. Oh, okay. Well, I feel like that's more of like it's despair. A want than a need. Right? No, it's not just. It's just despair. Okay, that's fine. So, what about? the weather here is hot it's hot but nice okay so you like the weather yes how about the i don't know do you like driving around do you like going to things okay first of all i am not old enough to drive but i think you might like like is it fun going in the front seat with my mom or dad while they're driving yes it is okay so you don't mind the wait times while we're driving? Yeah, I, I don't really mind it. I oh. just watch something. Okay, so that's not a big deal to you. What about your friends here? They're amazing. Oh, you like them? Yes. Um, how about your friends back at home? I miss them so much, but I didn't have that much friends back at home. What? Yeah, like, only, like, Violet, George, Bella, Rose, and Sina. So you had nobody in your class that was your friend? Nobody. Nobody in my class that was my friend. Oh. What about, um, what's her name? Kelly Welly? No. Eden? Eden? Did she already say her name? Violet? Yeah. 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 She already said Violet. Did you say Violet? Yes, yeah. I did. I didn't hear her say Violet. I, I said Violet. Oh, okay. So, what about your brothers? They are stinky and annoying. Oh, still? Yeah. Even here? 
Yeah, they, they, I, I feel despair when I'm by one of them. <laughs> today is, word of the day? today is despair. Yeah, despair. Um, you, you're just saying things, but you're not giving reasons why. Like, yeah, you're, you're not giving us content right now. Yeah, why do the you... reason why they are stinking, they're full of despair, is because they do not put on deodorant. They do not brush their hair. Do they do not take showers? Like, like they do not even do what they're supposed to be doing when they're told. That is not an inaccurate statement that she has just the rebels, put out there. The teenage youth. Yeah, they're rebels. Yeah, I don't care if they're rebels. And Logan's not a teenager yet. True. Preteen. He's preteen, so it is a lot. You're I agree. Preteen too, as far as I'm concerned. And. <laughs> So, okay, Brooklyn. So, I feel like we kind of went over your jam. Do you have anything else to really say before we move on to our segment? Okay. Okay. Despair, 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 despair. Clearly, can you tell she learned a new word today? (laughs) No, I never learned it. I learned it in 2014. When you were three? Yes. Okay, Brooklyn knew about despair when she was three. Despair, despair, despair. All right, Brooklyn, thank you. Despair. Okay, so Ian. Yes. So I think today's episode, I wanted to talk about childhood. Just talking about... Talk all, about childhood. Man. Okay, but just childhood. Like, oh, we're not going to... Like, we're not going to talk about anything else, just really, like... Number one, like how it's a... Four and younger? Well, what we remember. So like how it's affected us and how we feel like it has made us adults now. Yes, Brooklyn. Are you going to talk about how Justin broke your arm? Yes, I actually was going to mention that in this story. So I feel like (laughs) definitely you brought a zinger out. So now people know what I'm going to talk about. <laughs> I bought a spoiler. Yeah, it's a spoiler, uh, not a zinger. Spoiler alert. So, um, let's talk about that. Um, so, bye Brooklyn, we love you. Thank you for hanging out with us. Yeah. Bye, Oh, that was Brooklyn's. So Brooklyn had an opening and a closing a statement. Take a quick shower, please. Josh. Um... And so Bayanara was her closing statement. We love you very much. So do you want to start or do you want me to start? I don't want to start. Okay, I'll start. <laughs> um, so I was born in Superior, Wisconsin. In the armpit. <laughs> I call it the armpit. Other than Beloit. Um Sheboygan, you mean? <laughs> or Sheboygan. Sheboygan it, you know, it's just like a weird area where the, it's just very industrial, I guess. So, and Ian can explain this better. So my grandpa, so this would be my mom's dad. Um, he was a, what was he? Mechanical and electrical engineer that rode the ships and were in in charge like by when I say ships I mean he was on uh battleships yeah not a, he was on destroyers destroyers yeah and was a gunner on a destroyer 
and was an engineer and in charge of riding the ships like Edmund Fitzgerald size boats that you see on Lake Superior and Lake Michigan. So um, he would go out on the ship and it was his job to keep the ship moving, basically. Yes. So the Edmund Fitzgerald, if you have any time to um, really research the history of it, it went down. Um, their ship was actually, my grandpa's ship was behind that ship. Um, so that happened in, you know, the what, the Great Lakes. Yeah. Um, Lake Superior. Lake Superior. Now, so I was born there. So my mom and dad got together when they were... So she was 17 and he was 19 and he met her at anyone listening to this. Um, if, Green. Yes. If you're from Middleton. Is that, is that like fact checked? It's so fact checked. Yes, it is fact checked. Is that when there was a bowling lane? At yes. The so the, there's four. Like it was yeah. like. Like the old dining area. Yes. Like there used to be bowling. It was, it was like the. It was a bowling bar. It was a bowling bar. It was not like an actual dining they area. Didn't make as much. Okay. Yeah. We're getting too far. No, but we we get excited about this because it's just history, essentially. So, and my, my grandma. Dive bar. Hold on. No, but my history. grandma and grandpa had a bar over there too called the. Uh, Cozy Corners. Cozy Corners. Um. It was near where the old Hody used to yes. be. Yes. And there was, what was it, Middleton Inn? It was the Middleton Inn. Middleton Inn, yeah. It was like, I remember that shit from, like, my childhood. <laughs> yep. Because that was between Capitol Brewery and my house. So yep. we would drive by that on Parmenter all the time. It's crazy. So that's where my mom and dad met. And then my mom, so what my mom did was she took a bus from um superior and came here uh with a a boyfriend and then met my dad and met my uncles because they all hung out at the same area and then started dating my dad they were young uh one thing led to another and she was pregnant with me um and so my mom and dad never really got along I would say it was a young love and um so she, at one point, decided to move back to Superior when she was going to have me, where my grandma and my grandpa lived. Um, had me there, and then my dad was actually not there when I was born, but um, I don't... So there's so many stories going around that I'm going to tell you the bits and pieces I hear, and I don't remember any of this, by the way. A lot of people remember their childhood. I'm not joking. I probably remember, ask Ian. Like, Ian will tell you, I don't remember a lot of things because it's like PTSD to me. Like, I feel like there was a lot of sadness in my life. Like, I didn't live on the streets or anything like that, but it was more like emotional and physical abuse, not necessarily to me, but to people in my life. So, um, my dad got full custody of me at some point and then moved back here or back to Wisconsin, um, Madison area, actually, back to Wisconsin, back to well, back to Wanakee, um, and lived with my grandma, Isn't it technically, uh, Westport. Westport. Yes. Uh, lived with my dad's mom and dad. Um, my dad lived in the basement and I lived upstairs and my grandma really took care of me. Um, my mom was not somebody that could have ever taken care of me at that point. Um, 
you know, she, she had a lot of, um, I would say mental issues, drug issues, alcohol issues, re- obviously recovering addict, addict or just act. Just you're right. Addict. An addict at that point. Um, so I was not important. Um, so my dad took care of me, but he was a full-time worker. So really my grandma took care of me and my grandpa. Um, and so it was a lot of that for a lot of my life. My mom would pop in and out when she wanted to. Um, and when she would pop in and out, it would be drunken situations. Like she would come at like 3 a.m. or she would like be obnoxious or she and it was crazy. I was telling Ian. So we were moving out of the house and my grandma gave me this box of stuff and it was literally every report card I had it was every art project I made so she was well, like I've my got your yearbooks I've got everything report cards I've got she was like my mom we know what kind of student you were your entire I was life not now. a good student by the way so when I get mad at my kids there's really no reason to anyways so in there my grandma made notes of how many times my mom said she was going to come and didn't show up and I was like kind of sad because I'm like oh you know that's why I have abandonment issues and that's why I have like just like lying issues I think and just like just a lot of things like that I would say and that's why I feel like I'm very there for my children and psycho because I didn't have that maybe um but anyway, so she would be like that. But I'm, I was thinking about this. There was one time in my life. So my dad, so my dad, um, I lived with my grandma until I was about 12. Um, and my grandma is, I'm not joking, the best human you will ever meet. Um, she would have everyone over on Saturday and Sundays for breakfast she did anything for anyone. She loved everyone. She was always there for everyone. Like, she would still yell at you and tell you you're a horse's ass. But she's a little hobbit. She, but she's oh, got such bad osteoporosis that she's like she's shorter than me. Four flat at this point. Yeah, four flat. Exactly. Like, I wish I was exaggerating, but I yeah. haven't measured her. She's getting that low. Exactly. So. Um, when my grandpa passed away, so, um, my dad's dad, um, I was 12 years old. We were all, I actually remember this part of it. We were all, um, watching a movie cause my dad, my stepmom and I would watch Friday night movies and my grandma would just like prepare for Saturday essentially with everyone coming over. And my grandpa came home with groceries for her. Like he does every Friday night. And then all I hear is my grandma yelling. And my grandpa collapsed due to a massive heart attack. So he passed away when I was 12. Um, and in the kitchen, in the everybody. kitchen, in front of everyone. Oh, it was traumatic. so traumatic. So if you guys wonder why I think I'm going to die every other day. <laughs> um, so after that, my dad and my stepmom decided to move to Middleton. Um, once we moved to Middleton, it was a little difficult moving um but my mom actually at that point was sane like not abnormal she made the biscuits and hearties. yeah she was she was working 
and she we was probably worked together and didn't even know it when I was 15. When you were working there, I think you guys did work together. Like, so weird. She would be there earlier than I. Oh yeah, she was. Like, she's an early I never riser. Shared a shift with her, but I think we were both employed at the Middleton Hardys at the same time. Oh, totally. Kind of crazy. So, but Random. she at that point she was okay. Like she she still didn't give me rules. Like she never gave me rules or told me I couldn't do anything. But like she was present for a little bit. Um, but, you know, overall, I would say she was not present. There was a lot of times in my childhood where I remember distinctly my across the street neighbors when my, when I was living with my grandma, we were at school and she was like, I feel like I saw you get into a cab or a taxi. Now, back then that was like a no, no, like you're poor, you are worthless, you are nothing. And I was like, no, I didn't. And yeah, we did get into a cab. Like my mom didn't have a car. My stepdad did not have a car. There was actually one time that we were walking on the belt line and a cop pulled us over and had to bring us to wherever we were. Cause they're like, it's not safe for you to be walking on a belt line with a child. <laughs> Like, the belt line's a highway. Yeah, it's a highway, so it's not normal. There's, or, not, there's not many belt lines. It's just the no, I know. shitty Madison highway. Yeah, <laughs> or like... I don't miss it. No, or one time, you know... I don't know. There's just like so many weird-ass instances where I try to forget. And sometimes I'll remember them and I'm like, ugh. Like, I just don't even want to think about them. I never heard the belt line. Story. Oh yeah, Until like th- there are certain things that I just like remember sometimes, and I'm like, I'm not even gonna talk about it because I felt like such shit. Like I've never like there's so many times I felt so poor and just like so worthless and so like and so I really feel awful for my children sometimes. Like if I let them down or if I yell at them because I'm like I don't want them to ever feel the like like Brooklyn said the despair you know, at all. That, despair. I'm bringing in despair. Is that the theme of the evening? Um, but one thing that I really got out of my childhood that where Ian and I feel like, I feel like we differ maybe is, and we talk about this actually now a lot is emotions. Like my stepmom and dad and my family like we talk about emotions all the time like we're like I feel this way because of a b and c like I feel sad when you treat me like this I feel upset you know like we will talk our emotions out until we're done talking our emotions out now Ian on the other hand he's like I'm just mad (laughs) like all the time that's my go-to emotion Ian is such a mad person and I'm not trying to talk bad about him, but I'm such a 75 different emotions and it's not normal sometimes because I will like just go crazy, but I feel as though it's tough because with Ian going into recovery now, He's starting to feel emotion and talk emotion, right? Like you're like, oh, this makes me like you're like, oh, text me today. Oh, I really, really love you and I really, really miss you. It's just like a it was private. It's not private. 
your love for me isn't private. Um, but like he would have never said that before. It's just like feeling those emotions and, you know, I feel bad for him because he recently got shut down for feeling his emotions and wanting to talk about those. And he was told, nope, I'm good. Don't want to talk about, you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. and that's unacceptable because everyone's allowed to feel and talk about their emotions. Um, yeah. So, you know, really that's, my childhood so I got to talk about emotion but I had a lot of emotion and I had a lot of resentments and I had a lot of sacrifice I guess and I didn't really have a mom I had my grandma but she had all boys so it wasn't really a mom I didn't have someone to shop with me or do my hair she tried but I had a bowl cut I literally had a bowl cut like all the boys around me it was weird. Don't even laugh. Anyways, okay, your childhood. Right into it? Yeah. It's my turn? Yeah. Well, I'm Filipino. No, you're not. Well, I was conceived in the Philippines. Um, like, literally, I'm not making that up. Uh, my dad was working for a brewery in the Philippines, and... My mom came back and was living with his parents, my grandma and grandpa, who lived in Racine their entire life, but had moved to Madison. So my mom came back and was living with them, and my dad came back right before I was born, born in Madison. Uh, My dad worked as a brewmaster at Capital Brewery basically all that I can remember. We actually, we lived in Kankakee, Illinois shortly after I was born for a couple years. So I was from Illinois for a little bit. And my dad wasn't making beer at the time. He was making uh, chocolate for a candy factory. And moved back to Middleton when Capital Brewery was opening. And that's where I spent my entire childhood, just like you. Um, My dad worked probably 16 hours a day. It seemed like seven days a week and wasn't paid shit. Like when the brewery was in its first three, four years, uh, they'd basically come to my dad and be like, okay, what do you need in order to pay your mortgage and get groceries and make ends meet? Like instead of just giving him his paycheck. So we were actually pretty dirt poor, but we lived smack dab in the middle of Middleton. And everybody looks back for that root cause, that trauma, that something that happened in your childhood, maybe when you were an infant, that caused you to have a lot of the problems you struggle today, like the anxiety, the depression, the fear, the all that but I had a really good upbringing like I can't think of a single instance of trauma nobody in my family died until my grandma passed away and that was when I was 18 um everybody on my dad's side of the family lived in Middleton including my great grandmother so we were a really tight knit family but like small family like there wasn't tons of cousins and aunts and uncles So I thought that we had the perfect normal 
happy little tradition family and uh, now that I've grown up and have my own family and been out in the real world and stuff I realized I couldn't be further from the truth it was kind of I don't know I can't even think of a word to describe it I didn't even know that was what we were going to be talking about tonight so you kind of put me on the spot um I don't know, it seems like everybody's in competition with one another and there's a lot of ego and nobody being passive aggressive, nobody wants to talk about and share their feelings. They'd rather just hold grudges or be mad at you for this and that and, and can't talk about what's bothering us at this time and make reason. I mean, I don't know. It's just frustrating as hell. But that's been kind of just my family which has stuck by me my entire life like to this point have still stuck by me and been supportive emotionally and financially and I've been through a lot of shit since I was I mean that's part of the reason I haven't matured emotionally is I've used drugs and alcohol nearly daily since I was 15 16 years old and they say that you, I mean, obviously, I think I've said this before, my body has grown and, and matured into a male adult figure, but my brain, emotionally and spiritually, like, hasn't matured at all since I've been using. So, put in the little bit of clean time I've had and everything, it's like, what, I'm like... An 18-year-old, 19-year-old at heart? I, right think, now, it seems I, think like you're, I think you're close to 18 for sure. Yeah, it's getting better. I think so too. Um, I've been taking my medications yep. regularly. I uh, haven't completely been working my recovery as thoroughly as I need to be, but I haven't completely abandoned it, and I'm still working on my stuff work. And we kind of have a rule, actually. So either you do recovery, right? Or we work out. That's our rule every night. Um, as you know, I mean, I've tried lots of different ways of doing recovery. And I'm going to continue working with my sponsor and doing my 12 steps like AA. But that's not always nece necessarily where I've felt 100% comfortable and accepted and think that's the key to my sobriety and success so like you said just doing something positive in the day like you and I working out like that's a natural release a high with positive results and consequences and it can satisfy that that same kind of cravings that you have for you know any kind of addiction mm -hmm. you know just getting the endorphins pumping and all that manly stuff <laughs> Like climbing the stairs with you yesterday. He did not do good. I, I was, was the champion. Struggling. Um, I think, you know, something with family though too, you know, with our childhood is you always get so mad at me when I talk about um, gaslighting. But that's, I'm going to tell y'all, that is a huge thing that family does to you or your significant other or your friends it's not just one person so like let me give you examples 
let's say you're having a debate with someone and saying, hey, no, this is why I'm doing A, B, and C. And the person goes, I feel as though you're being oversensitive about this and I'm done talking to you. That is gaslighting because they're trying to control that situation and they're saying you're oversensitive when maybe they were the one that also is or they're just like continuously making you feel like the bad guy Um, and family does that sometimes and friends do that sometimes and make you feel like shit essentially well it's manipulation and self-serving and a lot of people they want affirmation for what they think and how they feel yep and their significant other, it's almost like they'll, they'll press them to the point where they're always agreeing and nodding and just feeding them lip service and telling them the things they want to hear because that's what they want to hear. And well, and they're scared. They're scared that if they're like, no, I don't agree with you or, hey, I want to talk to you about something that it's going to go into this big fight or you're just going to get shut down for your emotions. You know what I mean? Like, I agree with you. I think the other person just completely shuts down. Oh, it's unhealthy. It's so unhealthy. And I would say, like, Ian and I's relationship, just from our childhood and how we dealt with things, like, it's taken us 10 years. We're going to be having a 10-year celebration. We won't even get started with that situation. <laughs> A 10-year celebration. What a shit show. A 10-year celebration. And it's taken us, I'm not joking, 10 years to get to an okay place in our lives. And like we won't. Mind, mind, body, and spirit. Mind, mind, body, and spirit. That's uh, what it boils down to. So it really does. I used to tell Ian, how do you feel mind, body, and spirit? And he would like be like, what? But it really is that because it's like, okay, my mind is good. My spirit feels good, but my body just feels gross. So you have to talk about that though. Like, hey, Ian, like I've had stomach issues, you know, and Ian will text me and be like, I've had stomach issues all day or like... I eat four pounds of Cajun. Yeah, or like Ian, like I've I've said in previous podcasts, you've been like, I just don't feel great today in my head, and I want to communicate well, I that, that with, you. with you. Now. I be like, I won't really give you the reason why. No, I mean, and you don't have like, to. It's, it's it's good day. It's a shit day. You yep. Know, it's it's all right. You know, like I'll always just say that to you. Be like, hey, today sucks ass. Yeah. <laughs> And I put my phone on and go back to work and whenever you get back to me. And then he texts me later and he's like, hey, everything went as like better. You know, like it's just like those things where you just want to have somebody to be your outlet, to be um, there for you so that you have somebody to talk to. So you're just not festering in your own brain, really. And, you know, not talking yourself into drinking not talking yourself into depression and all of that kind of stuff you know what I mean so I know so I don't know I feel like really not much has gone on in our life the last couple weeks we've been busy oh god it's busy just 
being normal people again. You know what I mean? Like, oh, this weekend we have this picnic to go to, and yeah. oh, it's a Packer game. We're having people over. Or oh, our kid has football while the other Brooklyn kid has, has cheer. Training, so you have to do this, and then you have to do that, and then we have to come home and meet up, and then drive forty five minutes across Charleston to go to a day event in the sun all day it's just non-stop it is and actually so we had a packer game no drinking we've had two no drinking. yeah games. and it's been and honestly now i go out with ian and i usually don't drink chili we had chili um but our friends are pretty awesome like my friend allison came over on sunday and we went shopping all day and she's like you know what she's not a drinker like she'll drink once in a while but like not a huge one um, and she's like, I feel like we need to like normalize more non-drinking events. Like I'd prefer them actually. And I'm like, yeah, for sure. Because I already noticed that like when I go to something, I'm like, oh, I guess I'll have a beer. You know what I mean? Like it's just well, my instinct. Saturday we went to Oktoberfest. Like, yeah, I guess I'm having a beer. Not, yeah. I mean, not me. But. No, me. But, like, I didn't get crazy. I didn't get tipsy. I was like, oh, I can't even finish can't this. Even drink October. <laughs> no, I was like, I'm good. I'm like, I'm just going to eat pizza and have fun. Yes. Um, I mean, completely off topic. This could be, like, a whole other topic at some point. But something I do to make up for the lack of, like, having a drink in my hand or ordering a drink or whatever, like, I eat. <laughs> How many? I ordered food like what three times throughout the day. It was so good though. Well, the food is awesome. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I'm ordering <laughs> chocolate, powdered sugar, Zipolis. Oh, we love Zipolis though. Like we are foodie family, all of us. Like all of us can eat everything. That's the bad problem. So that's like my the body part of me. That's feeling <laughs> like when we go work out, mind, I body, good, soul. But I just over fucking eat everything lately. Still. Yeah. Um, so overall, we just wanted to do a check-in with you and just know that, you know, we struggle, like I said before, and, um, you know, we're not going to hold you guys today very long because we're at, you know, about 35 minutes, These but hot tub sessions are, like hot tub sh- sessions are tough. Um, but another thing I kind of wanted to bring up before we got off is we don't like to be political, I will say. Don't even get in. There. I am. No. I'm going to talk about COVID. Was, no, I'm talking. No. About, yes. I was going to say more about what we were talking about tonight. Just how our upbringing in childhood has affected us in the way you know. We already talked about feelings. And oh yeah. A little bit. But the codependency of you like being used to seeing chaos and taking care of. Oh yeah. And being taken care of. So like you've been. My codependent take care of my foolishness when I get carried away. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. You go ahead. And get I just wanted phone. to talk about COVID real quick, just because it's such a controversy right now. Ian and I are both fully vaccinated. Both our boys are fully vaccinated. Will we get Brooklyn fully vaccinated? Yes. Um, it's her choice. It's and actually, Ian, I'm glad you said that. We actually said the, to the boys, it's your body, your choice. And they thought about it for a while. And they did think about it. And actually, Brian I think... Brian waited till Logan was 12 so they could do it together. Yep. And I think Bryant researched it a ton. But I would say they decided... Because if they decided no, I would not have gotten that um, for them. Um, but Brooklyn also has stated she wants it. 
Um, but I would like to say with the vaccine and COVID, um, I appreciate everyone and how they feel. And the only thing that I have despair since it's the word of the night is when somebody is like, I'm very concerned about COVID. Everyone has to mask. Everyone has to be vaccinated. And then they hang out with somebody because they're friends with them that is not vaccinated and their kids are not masked. So I feel like it's really tough for me to understand people's politically political thoughts because nobody's ever consistent with COVID. You're getting into double standards. I am. It's double standards and it's very confusing to me. Um, so other than that, I think do what you want, be what you want, continue your life. Um, don't judge people. Don't sit here and make them do something that they don't want to do. Um, just live your own life and be happy and enjoy the time you have. Be in the present. And be in the present. All right, y'all. We love you. Ian, you got anything to say? Nope.